As the clock goes forward, you start to make stupid mistakes. So by like two or three o'clock, the the return on your time versus the value you get diminishes significantly. Yeah. Weren't we also writing load tests for another one of our products? I remember, I remember being up late with you. Yeah, that's the prior week. Oh, geez. Okay, so this was... <laughs> I can't even remember all these issues. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's been a month, man. Yeah. It has been a month. What was that issue? UAT. Do or die. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, that's how the week started. Yeah. The UAT stands for User Acceptance Testing. And it's a it's an important site, but it's gen generally not considered to be business critical. Our We, we had been testing um, an experimental feature, multi-tenancy. Like the... Multi-tenancy meaning we were shifting our hosting from every tenant or every client gets their own instance of an app to you have one instance that is multi-tenanted. So it's partitioned in a way where you, you feel like it's your own app, mm -hmm. but it shares hardware resources, even the application pool. But completely shared. different databases. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So on our UAT server, we had been pro piloting this, this multi-tenant configuration of our app. So we had been running this code in single tenant mode for a while. That actually was out on production. Then we then we turned it on on UAT, but we configured it to be truly multi tenant. Mm -hmm. The the risk with multi tenancy and the reason we we sort of put our toes in this water is um, when you share an application pool, you share static references, you share a bunch of things that you generally don't share when you're running in single tenant. And when you think of an application pool, if you're not familiar with it, is um, is essentially if you're running a program and it just takes up like a process or it's it's a process it's running. Yeah. The application pool is essentially one of those processes. So one of the big changes was any static reference needed to get removed. We couldn't. We, static variables are a no-no. Right, because they hold state, and if they get initialized with one client, then you gotta. It's going to be wrong for the other clients. Yeah. So we had made these sweeping changes to, to the product. We, we release it in single tenant mode just to sort of test the code without it being on. And then we turn it on on UAT. And UAT just tanks. tanks. It just, it was garbage. And coincidentally, at the same time, we added a new tenant. There was a, another tenant we added that mm -hmm. was not configured correctly. And we get sort of it was like a red herring we're like well maybe that new tenant tanking put was, us over the edge or something yeah. so we remove that tenant and it gets a little bit better but it's still slow then i did something else i think i like added instances added like more servers yeah you tried adding more servers to it yeah and, and then it gets a little it gets a little bit better and then it tanks again and our ops guy is restarting the sql server every night it gets a little bit better and then it tanks again right this is a very important thing is if something doesn't smell right, just tell someone. Don't just do it. Because I think he was doing this for a couple of weeks. I didn't know about and, the restart. Yeah, until you yeah. started asking him. And he's just like, yeah, I've been doing it for... What are you doing? That's yeah. not your job. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly something's wrong. He just made these server changes. So he's thinking he, he misconfigured something. He, he did, yeah. Not even thinking... You know, well, it's clearly a software issue. Yeah. And honestly, I think from a software perspective, the test sites are working fine. We haven't made any code changes that are live on production in single tenant mode. Yep. Why would it be any different? Yeah. I get a message from the, from, from my boss and it, this was like eight o'clock at night. I had just 
finished dinner. I think I put my kids to bed. And he's like, I have a demo in the morning. As I think it was at two, actually. UAT has to be working. 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I think. And then you called me. Yep. And then I was just like, 100%. Sorry. Words were, I need 100% guarantee it's going to be fully functional and performant tomorrow morning. Yeah. Because normally what we would do is we would we would make it better and we would see how it worked in the morning. But I uh, by this point, over a month had gone by. We had, again, UAT is not a mission critical piece of software, but when it's broke for a month, turns out it is because it's needed for demos, whatever. Yeah. yeah testing things, so getting acceptance on product or new, new features. <laughs> so I call you and I'm like, Chris, I need you to bail me out again. Um, and then I start writing load tests using artillery and you start poking, poking around. around. Yeah, because, yeah. yeah, so we're just trying to, we're just trying to identify what is the bottleneck? Yeah. Like, where is it happening? And I think what we started hitting was the homepage. Yep. So I'm just going to all these different sites and I'm just like, load, load, load. And it's just like, holy crap. There's a, like, why is this query making so many calls? So it was making, um, at minimum, a hundred more calls than it should have per page. Sometimes if you're not watching your entity framework, it's going to run away from you and it's going to try to optimize itself in a way that you do not expect. And our code guideline says every single time you write something, you got to know how many queries it's going to make. It can't be, you know, based on the number of rows. If you're going to make three, it's going to be three every time, every single time. Yep. I, it can be a million. I'm still going to ask you what you're doing, but like, as long as it's making the same million, a hundred, like every time, because yeah. we can, because we could work that problem. You're, you're, yeah, you're exaggerating. It can't, yeah. it can't be a million, but it has to be a known number. Um, yeah. So we start, start hitting this page, and then I start going to all of our different environments, and then we start narrowing it more and more down. We're just like, man, this query, it, it's got to be this. It's got to be this. And I don't know what happened, but like, you know what? Let's just try one environment, and just see how that performs under load. Yeah. Oh it was yeah, great. Yeah, well we were we were doing we were doing 5 and then I I was under the assumption that the the load test was just too heavy. So I'm I'm thinking to myself I'm taking down the server because I'm hitting it with an unrealistic amount of users. Yeah, so artillery what it does is um it has a way to ramp up your number of users by second. You can throttle it to be a certain amount whatever it is. And because we're every single time we're testing it, we have to restart the server just to kind of fresh up all the resources so it's just like okay did the site not spin up yet like are we hitting it too soon like yeah, yeah we're just and again we're doing this at 10 11 o'clock at night we're, we're sitting there second guessing ourselves and as you as the clock goes forward you start to make stupid mistakes so by like two or three o'clock the the return on your time <laughs> versus the value you get diminishes significantly yeah so, so and, and this is where i it, for me day one of all my people I understand that you want to work the problem. Just don't check in at night. Go to bed. Sleep yeah. on it. <laughs> and bed. then look at it in the morning and then fix it. Then check it in. Unless your boss tells you, I need it working first thing in the morning. Um, so, yeah, yeah we, we go from five tenants to testing three. And then we ultimately say, so let's just try one. Let's just run, let's just call for one tenant. Let's just run it. And I forget. Did we took did, No, it worked fine. No, it worked great. It worked great. Then we added a second one. And it was the second tenant that took it down. Yeah. Now I'm I'm already man I'm already drawing a blank. What? Why? 
What uh, was the so, what was the reasoning behind that? So what we then discovered is we started looking at which clients we started using, and who was the first and second one. Well, we kind of allow our clients to identify what their domain is, and in some of that, what they have is they have like a different home screen that is not our application. Like sometimes we're embedded into like another layer, or whatever yeah, it yeah, is. Yeah. And the way that we have serviced that, especially oh. in the past, is using a thing known as virtual directories. A virtual directory. Oh, okay. This is all flooding back to me now. Yeah, virtual <laughs> directories. So we look, and this is why it was working on the test site and not on our UAT site, because the test site didn't have any virtual directories. No, they do. Some of them do. Not as many as UAT, though. Well, it also doesn't have as heavy of a load of use base yeah. as UAT does. So we learned something that night that we worked super late. The At 2 in the morning. At 2 in the morning. <laughs> a virtual directory is a, is a separate instance of the application. It's a new application pool. Yeah, even though our virtual directory... So, so part of our, our configuration is for each tenant, they can have their own custom URL. And we were allowing them to also customize the the root directory that the app lived in. Mm -hmm. um, so we essentially had five or six different virtual directories. Yeah, different permutations yeah, of this setup. For the five or six clients that wanted a, a directory. There were like 12 clients, but only five of them wanted to add a slash to the root URL. So you have the individual application pool that had all of the tenants then you had these virtual directories each one had memory allocated to it and and some of them have twice because we have a different we have a secondary partition yeah for some other reasons so that was oh yeah that's all coming back to me now yeah. um so so essentially <laughs> what we were doing is on this application like on this configuration what we thought was one instance of the application was, running was, like was five or six yeah it's a beefy boy yeah and that's five or six different sets of connection pools for the database. It's five or six different memory allocations for variables. You know, six gigs of RAM, each application only gets one. Yeah. So then we 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 nix all the virtual directories. Yeah. And we just we delete them all and then we spend the next three hours trying to write redirect rules. Uh, yeah. so, so trying that, to figure that one so that our web configs our clients can still go to the virtual directory but we we silently redirect them away from it yeah that was actually the hardest part of the night was how do i write a regex expression turns out the root domain doesn't doesn't matter, matter. yeah <laughs> man so we had the UAT, That's how the week started the uat environment then we had production crashing then we had the release man, crashing that's yeah last week sucked Last week wasn't good. It's no wonder I don't remember half of it. I've I've blocked out that whole week. Yeah, that's that's nuts. That was that was a tough week. That was probably one of the toughest weeks you and I have had in a very long time. I mean, you you had it rougher than me, but yeah. Yeah, I, every time I ran into a problem, I called you. <laughs> yeah, but that's typical. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes things necessitate late nights. Yeah, just just in case you're like wondering, like. Is this no this is not normal. This is maybe once a year, maybe once every two years. Yeah, la last week was a freak a accident. Yeah. It was I mean, it was funny. It, it was almost it was very comical to some degree of just like because I think people are coming out of their offices and like, what what now? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's part of part of being a developer, part of being a, a salaried exempt worker is 
the expectation that from time to time you're going to be presented with a problem that you don't necessarily know how you're going to fix it, but you're expected to fix it. And that, that is something that might not be appealing to you. Like how can, how can you tell me I have to get something fixed without knowing it can be fixed? But Mm -hmm. that's oddly enough, that's one of the aspects of this job that I like. (music) 